Niners by eight on Sunday. Maybe guaranteed to talk about that in a little bit more. We welcome on now Mark Grandy, host of the 415ers podcast for Odyssey Sports. He joins us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, of course, a a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit BuyThePhoenix.com to learn more. It was a a decent tease. How you doing, man? How, How are things? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Pleasure to be on with you. So, Mark, I'll be doing a lot better if Orlando could just win this game by six points. Unfortunately, they're making things really uncomfortable. So Brock Purdy's been a fun story. Obviously, he's plus 400, uh, which sounds crazy to win rookie of the year. He actually has better odds than Chris Olave. That's my only issue with the whole thing. Just your thoughts on Brock Purdy, because this is a big week, man. I mean, um, true road tests, and I know he's had a couple here, but going into Philadelphia, that crowd, biggest game of his life. I just can't get Brock Purdy at Iowa State out of my mind because I lost a lot of money on him and Matt Campbell and Brees Hall there that last year when they won <laughs> seven games. But just like your overall takeaways on what you've seen here as rookie year, uh, kind of a remarkable run to the NFC Championship game, of course. Uh, well, before I get to that, uh, I know there's, with this matchup with with Jalen Hurts, there's been a lot of talk about his uh, 2019 game against yeah. Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts. The 42-41 barn burner where they went for two at the end. They scored 20 points unanswered in the fourth quarter, got back in that game. Wild game. It's going to be nothing like that uh, this weekend, I I don't think, in Philadelphia. But an incredible story, Brock Purdy. Um, I am – it's it's hard to believe what you're watching week in and week out because, I mean, I'm sure, as as you guys have talked about endlessly, he's a seventh-round rookie quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, who came out of nowhere, who – the Niners loved so much in preseason and camp that they cut Nate Sedfeld, who had a guaranteed contract. They still had to pay him all that money. Uh, and they saw something out of Brock Purdy in preseason enough to, to keep him around. And good decision, because if it was Nate Sudfeld playing instead of Brock Purdy, the Niners would not still be in the playoffs. So it's an incredible story, something that he admitted to, something that Kyle Shanahan admitted to today was the fact that they needed to see something from Brock Purdy in Seattle that Thursday night game, week 15, his second career start. It was on a short week on Thursday night football. He had a rib injury. He wasn't able to practice all week long. Shanahan said they he, he went up to Brock Purdy before that game and said, hey, you know, this is going to be your first time playing in a really, you know, raucous environment on the road at the NFL level. We got to get see if you can, you know, do this on a silent count. See if you can handle that energy and that atmosphere. And he did a pretty good job. And he even told Brock Purdy, we're going to need you to work on this because who knows, we might be going to Philadelphia in the postseason. It's going to be, you know, times 10 in that environment. And Brock Purdy admitted that as well. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he does handle that energy uh, because in Philadelphia, it's probably going to be a little bit crazier than it was in Seattle. How do you assess... Brock Purdy's performance against the Cowboys because I think that was the one game we said was going to be the first real sign of getting pressure, that that feeling that Micah Parsons in his grill. And we saw not a ton of points get put up on the board besides, you know, Robbie Gould's field goals. And how much do you think that's going to be, how similar do you think that's going to be, you know, against Philadelphia? Uh, Philly and Dallas, really similar in my mind in terms of the the strength of their defenses are their lines. Uh, I do think they do it in a little different ways. You mentioned Micah Parsons. He's just an athletic freak. He's insanely quick, and he can track down anyone, not just quarterbacks, but running backs and, and wide receivers if he drops back into coverage every so often. Uh, the The Eagles, in my opinion, are a little more powerful, not quite as quick around the edges so so maybe it allows 
for a bit more for the 49ers and their skill position players like Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel to, to get around the corner a bit more. Dallas did a really good job with that. But, but overall, Purdy's performance against Dallas, I think, considering the situation, he did just about what Kyle Shanahan asked of him. Shanahan went into that game knowing it was going to be a ground and pound, see if we can just outlast this Cowboys defense, have a little bit more juice towards the end of the game, and win it in the teens, maybe in the low 20s. That's what they did, 19 to 12. I think he's going to go into this game with a similar mindset, thinking if we're going to win this game on the road with a rookie quarterback playing in a really hostile environment, we're going to need to lean on the defense and the run game. I think that's the goal here once again. So last week, I think Brock Purdy did a good job doing what he was asked. Nothing more than that. He took care of the ball. He wasn't incredibly efficient. He took a couple of sacks early, but he converted big third downs in the second half that led to their only touchdown drive in that game. Uh, and I think Shanahan's going to ask him to do something similar uh, this week, and he did it last week. So I think that there's confidence that he'll be able to, to put together a similar performance, which, again, the numbers don't say it's all that incredible, but considering everything that's happened this year, it, it is kind of hard to believe. Mark, uh, we've been talking about the defense here the last, man, last couple of years for the Niners. I love Fred Warner. Nick is probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year, definitely going to win Defensive yeah. Player of the Year. Who scares you the most on Philadelphia on the offensive side of the ball? Because I know the one area you can attack the, the Niners is their secondary, sometimes in the slot, sometimes on the outside. Michael Gallup just really couldn't move for Dallas last week. And then Tony Pollard got hurt. They had to switch up the role for CeeDee Lamb. Who concerns you on the Eagles? Is it A.J. Brown? Is it maybe Devontae Smith? Uh, as far as like player props, who do you who do you think can maybe go off against you guys this week? Oh, for me, it's A.J. Brown, without yeah. a doubt. Uh, the the area that the Sanders defense struggles with is those big physical wide receivers. Uh, I know they were college teammates. They're similar body types. I mean, D.K. Metcalf for the Seahawks in a game where they were unable to move the ball much. He had a really big game. D.K. Metcalf did just a couple of weeks ago in, against these 49ers. So uh, if you're looking at, you know, potentially an Eagles prop to go for, I, I might suggest the A.J. Brown over or maybe an A.J. Brown touchdown because the Niners have had an issue slowing those kinds of guys down. Mooney Ward, Charvarius Ward has been really good when you consider the entire season, but when he has been matched up with those just elite athletic wide receivers like a D.K. Metcalf, like an A.J. Brown, he has struggled. And he got beat for, what, a 45, almost a 50-yard yeah. touchdown, if memory serves, against D.K. Metcalf in the wild card round. So we could be in for something similar on Sunday in Philadelphia. I would say A.J. Brown should be uh, public enemy number one for the 49ers. If you're the 49ers, and I don't want to look too far ahead because obviously the Eagles are favored in this game, but... You don't want to jinx is there, them? Yeah, and I don't want to jinx them. Is there a matchup <laughs> that you think works better for them? In the Super Bowl? Uh, oh, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's a tough one because I think logic would say the Bengals, uh, just because why would anyone ever ask to play Patrick Mahomes? Uh, but you look at what Joe Burrow and the Bengals do week in and week out, and it's it's hard to, on the flip side, then say, all right, give me the Bengals because Joe Burrow just makes it look so easy. He he handles every task uh Easily, it seems like no big deal. And you consider their weapons that they have on the outside, their receivers. I think that is a tougher matchup for the 49ers. But then you look at the Chiefs and they're the last team to beat the Niners. And they did it easily back in October. Uh, and they did that in San Francisco. Well, in Santa Clara at the 49ers home stadium. So 
I think my the logic would say Cincinnati, and maybe the the past results uh, would also say Cincinnati. But there's just something in me that that is scared of Joe Burrow and is scared of of how easy he makes things look. So, may, might not be smart for me to say this, but I think I might say Kansas City. Uh, Mark, I've always been a big fan of Kyle Shanahan. He's kind of my man crush. I even listen to his radio interviews every Monday. Uh, <laughs> love the guy. I uh, thought he was just a little too cute. I thought he kind of coached scared um, in that game against Dallas, though. You know, punting, not going for it on fourth and one, not just like kicking too many field goals. I don't know, but I'm not going to complain about the guy. He's got a chance to coach in a Super Bowl here. But he's plus 150 yeah. to win coach of the year. Brian Dable is plus 250, took the Giants to the playoffs with Daniel Jones and, you know, a bunch of nobodies, really. Would you say this is Kyle Shanahan's best coaching job yet? as head coach of the Niners, and also do you think he should be coach of the year? Because he obviously hasn't won it yet. I'll take the first part first. Absolutely, this is his best coaching job. There's no doubt about it. When you consider everything that he's gone through this year and just the fact that he's had to deal with two injuries to starting quarterbacks and the team is in the middle of an incredibly long long winning streak, as long as, as this franchise has had, uh, yes, this is his best coaching job by a mile. Uh, the, yes, they have an incredible defense. They have talent everywhere. I, I also think you have to give him credit for the Christian McCaffrey acquisition. I know it was mm -hmm. John Lynch, uh, you know, who was behind a lot of that as well, who is technically the general manager. But but uh, Kyle Shanahan has a lot of that responsibilities himself. He is involved with that side of things as well. So if you do consider the fact that the Christian McCaffrey move turned this season around, they haven't lost since he started. That Chiefs game was his first appearance, but he did not technically start in that game. Uh, he deserves some credit for that as well. And just and then just the ability to coach up Brock Purdy over these last couple of months has been huge. So I am 100% uh, thinking that this is Kyle Shanahan's best season as a head coach. And I think as a result, I think he deserves head coach of the year. If I had a vote, uh, I would give it to him. I, I think that the voters have to realize that this isn't just uh what were the expectations at the beginning of the season and what has happened since then you have yeah. to kind of rehash what has gone on throughout the season if you were to ask anyone okay jimmy garoppolo just broke his ankle broke his foot what are the expectations now for the 49ers well they'll probably still make the playoffs but they they won't win a game and suddenly they haven't lost since and they're a win away from going to the super bowl they're in their third NFC title game in four years. So I think Shanahan deserves coach of the year. If you're to look at the Super Bowl MVP market for the Niners, and I don't know if this is your opinion, but it feels like this could be one of those games, you know, that Kyle Shanahan allows his running game to do their thing, right? Like the, the Jimmy Garoppolo nine attempts kind of a thing. And if that's the case, I don't know necessarily. My perspective is that, you know, Brock Purdy might not be the guy for Super Bowl MVP, even though he would be the first, you know, rookie to possibly win that, right? right? So would you take Nick Bosa or George Kittle to win Super Bowl MVP or someone else? Maybe it's uh, Fred Warner. That's an interesting one. I think that there was ever a team in which you would feel like a non-quarterback would win it, it would be these 49ers because everything you just mentioned. Uh, my first thought might be Christian McCaffrey, honestly. I could see him getting a couple of touchdowns, having 60-plus yards on the ground and through the air, and kind of fits the storybook. He was the big acquisition, you know, midseason. Um, but Nick Bosa is also very interesting. He hasn't had the greatest 
postseason so far and he didn't close the regular season great i i do think we are a little too focused on sack numbers uh but obviously he's not going to win super bowl mvp if he doesn't pick up at least a sack probably needs a couple of sacks or a forced fumble that in in a big moment of a game he's still playing well and, and doing well against the run but i'm with you if you have you know some confidence in the 49ers could win this game I would throw down a little bit of cash on Christian McCaffrey on maybe George Kittle. He could easily have a couple of touchdowns. He's, you know, set a career high in in touchdown receptions this year. And most of them have come with Brock Purdy. Uh, And I could also see Nick Bosa potentially sneaking something out. So I like that. I I think it's, it's, it's a good play. If you have some confidence that the Niners could get to the Super Bowl, but we'll see on Sunday. Uh, Mark, we only got about one minute here, but, um, Regardless of what happens on Sunday, you think Brock Purdy's the week one starter next year? And what do you think they end up doing with uh, Trey Lance then? I think they'll go into the season, uh, Brock Purdy as the starting quarterback, and they'll give Trey Lance a second string, see what happens. Uh, I think they will be ready and and willing to make a change if something happens. If Brock Purdy turns out to be a flash in the pan, I do not think they'll trade Trey Lance. I can guarantee Jimmy Garoppolo will not be a 49er next year, uh, but I would... I would bet that it'll be Brock Purdy as the starter and Trey Lance as the backup heading into 2023. Thanks so much, man. Enjoy the game this weekend. Good luck.